Hey guys, thanks for taking the drive down State Street. In today's episode, we discuss the Thanksgiving tradition, what we're grateful for, and the introduction to a new segment. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to State Street. Hey guys, this is the co-host, the voice, Nick Kleitch, and with me as always, um, and I will interject that they're already in a good mood, uh, my good friends Jeremy Machino and Cole Szynski. Hey guys, what's going on? Uh, Nick, you know, not too much. Uh, we were kind of rocked with, uh, with the new shutdown in Minnesota, so this past weekend I have... Uh... Had the good fortune of moving my concrete kingdom back inside. I actually built myself a, a squat rack out of two by fours, and you know we'll we'll see how it goes. It's there's a lot of concrete, a lot of wood involved, so hopefully it doesn't break on me, and uh, we'll get through this. Well, Jeremy, shutdowns and COVID and shitty football teams and everything aside, it's it's the week of Thanksgiving, and there is nothing better than the week of Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving itself. I think, Nick, you would agree. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and first and foremost, I can't even believe we've gotten to this part in the year for how much is, that has occurred. I know. It's crazy. Time has kind of flown by. To almost think that we will end the notorious 2020 year is just the unthinkable. And then there's just a beautiful year, 2021, waiting, waiting in the wings for us. Yeah, we, we may regret or just try to forget about all that has happened this year or we can use it as you know a point of emphasis to tell our children someday how they ask us how we survived uh the year of all the craziness and uh in a global pandemic and a crazy election and, and all this other good stuff in here too but uh no this is uh this is going to be a unique episode for uh for our state street residents we are going to uh quote unquote let our hair down a little bit um, we, uh, we've appreciated all the, the work and support that we have done to interject with books and guests and everyone involved with that process. But today is going to be on the side of gratitude as well as Thanksgiving. Uh, one of my favorite holidays, if not my favorite holiday. Um, and we're going to unravel some of the fun things that we had pre-scripted before going on air um, from that perspective. But the first thing I wanted to ask you guys to get this conversation on the light heart is Let's provide a quick, maybe one to three minute overview of what you even do for Thanksgiving, if you have a tradition. So I'm going to go ahead and, and give you a, go ahead to Cole to start her off. Uh, so for me, that my tradition is changing this year, just because I, I moved away from the great state of Iowa and I moved halfway across the country to the West Coast. Um, but normally, uh, we, our family did a pretty good job of like alternating between mom and dad's side um, and then just because, you know, grandparents like to travel and my mom has a sister out on the East Coast. And so grandpa and grandma would like to go out there sometimes during the holidays. And uh, so it was kind of like every other year, we just get together with family, big or small gatherings. Um, and mainly the big thing is just like stuffing our faces, watching some football, maybe taking a quick nap, <laughs> get up, eat a little, eat a little pumpkin pie, uh, watch whatever late game was happening and, and then hit the hay. I just, my mouth is watering from the thought of just the, the stuffing, <laughs> the, the turkey, the pumpkin pie, uh, the good tasting beer, all of these things. And it isn't even here yet, but uh, no, that sounds good. Do you have a large family outside of your intermediate family or what does that look like? I have a, a we have a decent sized family that lives close to home. Okay. Um, we have some, like I said, my mom's got a sister that lives out on the East coast. Um, 
And so obviously like sometimes they'll come to town. Sometimes like grandpa and grandma will go out there. Uh, we've done one year where we've traveled actually to the East coast, not Massachusetts, but uh, to, to the outer banks. If people know where that's at wow. uh, to celebrate Thanksgiving. Um, but so typically, yeah, we have usually a, a pretty big gathering uh, of people at, at our home or, or wherever we decide to, to host Thanksgiving at. Gotcha. And now to Spinner to Jer, I actually heard, and this is could be a complete rumor, so correct me if I'm wrong. I heard that there is a an established rule in Minnesota that if you see more than an X amount of people, you can actually call the police and they have to go to the 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 homes to break it up. Is that true, Jeremy? Um, it's partially true. They uh they said they will not send police to the house, but yeah, if you're not with your immediate family, you, you there's a there's a chance you could get a thousand dollar fine or ninety days in jail. So we'll we'll see what happens. But they also said they're not going to enforce it. So I don't know what's you know how that's all going to work out. So we'll see when it happens. I guess. I suppose COVID nineteen and Thanksgiving are a little bit of an oxymoronic relationship, if you will. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't, I don't. I we just heard about it, so I don't know. I haven't really processed it much. I kind of kind of been using my my weekends to to build the concrete kingdom. So fair enough. This is this is like uh yeah. Well when it happens, we'll see what happens, but up until then I'm not too worried about it. Gotcha. So run us through a day in the life or a year for the Machino family for the Thanksgiving gathering. Usually we we end up going to either my grandma's on my dad's side or my mom's side cuz usually we end up hosting Christmas here in Delano. Okay. But this year, I will actually be starting a new Thanksgiving tradition where I, I work the Thanksgiving football games. Mm. So if you tune into Fox, um, Fox's broadcast of the, the Thanksgiving games, you, uh, you can possibly see what I've been contributing to football. So yeah, that'll be a, that'll be a fun time for me. And we got what, I think it's two, two games, right? Two, two pretty big games coming up and I'll be there for all of it and I'll get the rest of my day off after that and eat a lot of turkey, eat a lot of stuffing, and, you know, maybe just fall asleep early. I don't know yet. <laughs> yeah, well, even if the, the two teams uh, record-wise are not necessarily that good, for some reason that, that Thanksgiving touch makes those games uh, relevant, and uh, usually they're pretty eventful, I would say. It's a relatively big deal to get to play on Thanksgiving Day. But for the the Kleitsch Bukite uh, side of things, we go or have gone up to my aunt's in Stevens Point, Wisconsin, um, to spend a couple days up there, eat our, eat our fair share of, of food, uh, drink Spotted Cow. Uh, that's probably my favorite Ooh, beer just for the fans. Just for the fans of and residents of State Street to know that if you ever want me to hang out, you know, just get some spotted cow and, and you definitely will bring me over because uh, I love that beer and we kind of save it uh, for that annual trip. But, uh, yeah, it's a super good time this year. We will not be doing that with uh, COVID regulations, unfortunately. But, nonetheless, such a good time of the year. And on the, the most probably serious note uh, of today's episode, we'll just talk lightly on a couple of things of high gratitude. So, so Nick, before we get to that, I have one more question that I'm really interested to get both of your takes on. Okay, perfect. If you don't mind. Please. So when you're eating like Thanksgiving dinner, and this is, this is a question that, that I have long thought about, and I have my own way of doing things, but I know everyone's different and, and teach their own. When you're eating Thanksgiving dinner, in the actual act of, of eating Thanksgiving dinner, you got all this great food right in front of you, right? Normally, people will do like a buffet line where you can go and like slap on whatever you want or pass around each dish. 
are you are you guys separating your food or do you like let it all kind of hang out and and mash it all up into one big tasty goop and and kind of go from there where are you guys at so for me you know i i kind of just load up my plate as much as i can and it kind of just happens but you're are you, so are you a separator or are you a masher there's a distinct difference I am, I'm neither, I guess. I, it oh, just happens on, for me where I'll, I'll eat and it just, you know, it happens and I just keep eating, right? It, it doesn't really matter to me if it's separated or not. I just, you know, I like food, so I just eat food. Nick, what about you? I am, I am a masher at heart for sure. <laughs> I love mashing everything. The only thing that does not get mashed is temperatures. I separate temperatured food. So hot foods get mixed, cold foods get their own little section. But yeah, as far as the, the Thanksgiving slew of combination, that's just all one big fat. I usually try to fast as much as I can um, that morning as well so I can just destroy myself um, and somehow try to squeeze a piece of pie or, th- or three in. <laughs> but right. how about for you, man? Well, so I'm the exact same way. I'll fast like all day long. Like it's fast, go get a workout in, like create all the space I can for the food, right? For the feast. <laughs> But then I'm, a, I'm, I'm the exact same way. I'm a huge masher. And it's typically like get the salad out of the way first because mm. that is cold and you don't want those remnants in your, in your feast. Uh, but it's like put the turkey down as a base and then just slap on top everything just like right on top of each other and, and end it. Like you can top it off with a little cranberry sauce or, or top it off with a little gravy, whatever you're kind of feeling. And, uh, and yeah, I, I mean, I mash it all up. I, I'm disgusting. I'm, you know, but I love it. It tastes so good. I love all the flavors that, that kind of just go together. <laughs> they ta- it tastes like fall in my mouth. Uh, but no, I've always wondered that. I've always wondered people's stances and, and everybody has their own little thing, their own unique thing that they do with Thanksgiving dinner, how they eat it, how they approach it. Right. Uh, so it's just, it's just funny to, to get those takes. But uh, yeah, why don't we get to uh, maybe a little bit more serious topic? Yeah, so like we had mentioned, this will be the most serious we get for this episode, and we're going to ask maybe a, a combination of a handful of questions. I'm going to take the, the lead on that, and then we're going to flip it to having a little bit more fun too. So first and foremost, what is, just to get the ball moving, what is the most or on that side of unique things that you guys are grateful for? So an example would be, I'm grateful for driving my car like just the ability to drive like because what if we still had to use horses to get around or or scooters you know so i'm just grateful that we can drive cars and cars take us places so that's just an example so um if you need a little bit of time to think no worries but uh, i'm gonna turn right over to you cole i'm just i'm curious offhand what's a unique thing that you're grateful for you know i think one thing that i'm that i'm really really grateful for or i'm thankful for when it happens uh is and it's kind of unique but just being able to sit at a dining room table and eat a meal with people Mm, okay and i mean it kind of goes hand in hand like i mean it kind of sounds like a cheesy answer because it's like well no duck well that's what you do for thanksgiving but i'm talking any time of year like you know i grew up with like sunday nights my family always we we would do some sort of like home-cooked meal and we would sit around the table and just kind of like chit chat like turn all the tvs off chit chat, like talk about the week going forward or or anything. And even when we were able to do that throughout like the weekdays, just a normal Tuesday night, though, like I'm super grateful for those things. And I mean, obviously I I live in an apartment out in Sacramento, California now. So it's not like I'm sitting around the dinner table 
with, you know, the people I care about most to just have a meal with. But I think that's something that when I get the chance to do those things or, you know, whether it's friends or family, um, I think I appreciate that really more than a lot of things. And it is kind of a unique niche thing that um, now as I'm getting to be an adult and gaining my independence, uh, it won't happen until, you know, someday when I do or don't have a family of my own. Gotcha, man. That's awesome. I uh, I did not know that you and your family did that on Sunday nights. So for our residents on State Street, that's kind of a fun little tidbit on Cole there. Uh, Jeremy, you have been provided a handful of minutes. We'll see if you've used them or not. Uh, what is your unique gratitude exercise here? This may uh, may come weird, come off weird, but I am thankful that I can use my hands and build things mm. as a as someone who's a you know a software engineer people don't really think that about me right they think oh you know sit behind a computer all that stuff blah 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 i just went out and built myself a squat rack i just went out and built a bunch of bunch of things that i i can use now to um get me through this lockdown and i'm i'm super proud of that and i'm very thankful that you know i was growing up i took the classes and i was taught all the necessary things to be able to you know screw stuff together wood glue stuff together all that stuff that so when I do go to use it, I, I can trust it and I can trust that it's not going to break in half on me. And, you know, I've gotten myself out of paying, like Cole knows this, we, we had a railings break in our old house and we went out and we went out and fixed that railing in our old house. And we, we got out of paying whatever that cost would have been for the landlord to put in a new railing. And, you know, it's just something I, I'm very thankful for is that I, I know how to use my hands and I know how to put stuff together. Gotcha. Yeah. Certainly a skill that is not necessarily put in front as an immediate priority in today's world, I would say, but a very useful skill as a, as a man and as someone to be able to put things together, which is, which is great. Um, very good. Okay. So my unique thing that I really, really love and appreciate, we're going to, it's going to be threefold. So first is, is Pedialyte. I've just started consuming it this year, and I feel like um, it has really helped me out just uh, because of the electrolytes that it fuels my body. I was a big advocate of Gatorade, you know, in years prior, but I've transferred over. I have a couple friends that drink it pretty regularly too, and just a small thing, but it's it has, I can tell a difference in just how I'm able to recover with my muscles and feel good and feel full. So that's my first one. My second one is new clothes. The feeling of purchasing new clothes that feel really good on your body. I had the opportunity to do that here of late too. Um, and I just like really realized like how, how grateful am I to be able to just buy new things that look good or that feel comfortable. You know, some people do that very regularly. I'm not someone that shops for clothes that are very often. I have very specific clothes I wear for very specific things. So kind of revamping the, uh, the attire there was, uh, was really good. And then I, I know I use this as an example, but the last one will be just vehicles. Uh, recently I had a, uh, a problem with my car that needs to be fixed and it'll cost quite a bit of money. And I was getting mad at that fact. But I realized the alternative was walking from my house to my job. So I had realized in that moment that I'm very grateful for uh, that transportation and us being able to drive. So that was the first question. The second question is this. What is, and we'll go, we'll go here. We'll be very sentimental. What is one thing that you are truly grateful for on the side of like getting pretty serious or, you know, loving and, and that, and we'll keep the order here. So Cole, what's that one thing for you that's really hits home that you're very grateful for? Yeah. So obviously 
you know, we plan ahead and we know we're going to be talking about these things. So I've thought about this one a lot, right? And I, I've kind of thought in terms of just like 2020 in itself, but I think I think it can stretch just in general. But I thought about it in terms of like 2020, right? Because it, it's been crazy. There's been an election. There's been uh, it, social injustice. There's been a pandemic, like all this kind of crap that's going on, right? I, I mean, I moved halfway across, I, I moved across the country away from my family and it's the first time I'm really like on my own. Um, but I think that the number one thing that if I had to pinpoint something this year for Thanksgiving that I'm thankful for is my support system. And let me explain what I mean by that, because okay. when you hear support system, like that can mean like, oh, okay, your family. Well, yes, but not exactly like that's not what it all encompasses. When I say support system, my support system encompasses the friends that I love, the family that I obviously love, and my faith. I think those three things support me and have allowed me to grow, learn, um, become a better person, learn about things that I never thought in my wildest dreams I would think about, you know, learning or doing in a, in the case of of starting a podcast or moving to California. Um, and my support system, you know, my very good friends, my family, my my faith, those three things have been the glue and have what kept have, have been the things that keep me centered, grounded, and um on on track to, you know, ultimate success and um ultimate like true happiness in my life instead of trying to fill that void with something negative. Gotcha. That's awesome, man. I appreciate you going there and, and sharing that because we do need to take time out of our day to realize who has all helped us get to where we are today. And that is generally much more than, than what we think. Beautiful answer. Jeremy, you again uh, are next in line and have some had some time to think about it. What is your sentimental gratitude? I mean, given this year, I am just thankful I have a job right now. Mm. I would not want to be stuck without a job at this point with the uh, car payments you know and everything coming up where it's yeah it's just wouldn't be pretty if i didn't have a job especially right now in the in the state of minnesota where we literally just it's gotten to a point where we can't go out so having a job is very nice and it's something i'm extremely thankful for because it's it's like a it's a it's a a security blanket basically you you can go you can work and you can know that you have a stable income coming in so then you can pay those bills going out right and if you don't have that stable income coming in then you start scrambling for ways to you know pay all the outgoing bills and it just turns into a really bad situation and uh, i'm thankful that i have not had to go through that for a while now gotcha that's awesome yeah there uh, are millions of people that have gone through that process this year with uh, such unique characteristics of covid and for all those that are still looking never give up but for all those that do have their job that is a good reminder that it can be taken away or removed much more probably quickly than we would hope that that would actually go through <laughs> so um my my sentimental uh, is somewhat relatable to to Coles, but I really want to make the distinction of I'm just very grateful for the the people that I have crossed paths with throughout my life because there's been so many highs, so many lows, and there's certain people that have you know come into my life that I don't talk to as regularly now, and always hope the best for them, hope they're doing well. Uh, and then there's been people that I have stuck with me through thick and thin, through up and down, and uh, I was actually celebrating a uh, an annual or not an annual event. Um, every year we watch the Iowa game with some of my family. And, uh, this year it really hit me that just really, really blessed for so many good people 
in my life that have just been there and had fun with and all these cool memories. And I say that a, just because they're present with me today, you never know what tomorrow holds, but B you just never know when, when things happen. And, uh, as a 25 year old, I'm now gathering what that means to have some of these influences in, in your life. And, um, it's just, it's really cool. And I just give a shout out to everyone that's ever met or had to deal with Nick Kleitch in their lifetime. So bless your heart oh, yeah. so, so much. Hey, State Street gang, we're going to steal you away real quick. Uh, Cole, I actually have a couple of promos to run by you. What do you got, Nick? I'm excited to hear. So the first one is our partners over at Driftless Quality Wear actually have a new website coming out, and you can find them at driftlesswalitywear.com. No way. Dude, that's awesome. So how does State Street factor into that? Yeah, great question. So for all the folks that haven't purchased anything on their website, go ahead and prior to checking out, if you enter State Street, uh, you'll actually get a 10% discount off the entire cart. Okay. What kind of things do they have? Do they have like outdoor wear since it's getting cold here? Yeah, great question. And it really is getting cold. So they have crewnecks, long sleeves. I actually got a long sleeve myself, beanies. Uh, They even go as far as camping mugs, which I think that's awesome. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So tell me again how I get this and where I need to go. Yeah, so go ahead and type in State Street at checkout and receive 10% off your entire cart purchase. Okay, so to turn back on the lighter note, what's something that you're grateful for that is a first world, uh, a first world like thing that you would have, if that makes sense? Right. So you're talking like iPhones and like Playstations and all that kind of thing? Yeah. So this, this can be on the side of like, yeah, like your Xbox 360 or, wow, I just said Xbox 360. Does that even wow, exist anymore? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you catch my drift. So what's, what's the thing that you're first world blessed with? Uh, I would say my Apple Watch, mm, actually. Okay. And, that, it, it, and that's kind of nerdy, I feel. At least maybe it seems like to me. Um, but my Apple Watch, dude, like, if I go anywhere without that thing, I feel naked in public. Wow. That thing, like, I look at that thing constantly to track my steps, to, tr- like, make sure, Cole, have you worked out enough today? Like, are you getting enough exercise? And it barks at me, like, you know, if I haven't, everyone who has, if you have a, an Apple Watch, you know, like, it'll bark at you if you haven't stood in, like, an hour or t- in, you know, a long enough time. And it's, like, time to stand up or, like, time to go work out or you need to b- burn more calories. Uh, and so that is one thing that I am very thankful for because it's like, not everybody has that. Right. Uh, and I understand why I understand why, <laughs> but it's also, it is also something that, um, is very first world of me that I'm like, man, I like, I get a lot of use out of it. And, um, I understand, I understand why it's become a part of my life. I do. So I have to ask the follow-up question. Are you a watch guy? Have you always been a watch or wrist guy? No. So, well, a wrist, I mean, I like to have, you know, I'll wear like the bands. Like I have a, I have like a, one of the, it's not a live strong bracelet, but it's the same type of deal on my wrist right now. And I, I typically wear that, but, um, normal, I didn't grow up like wearing watches and everything. I, I got it and I kind of figured out how it worked with like tracking exercise and tracking all kind. like it'll track your heart rate and it'll track your water intake and all of these different things. And I'm like, man, like this thing is sweet. It, yeah. like, it, no, it, it knows all about me and it just sits on my wrist all day. Um, so no, I have not been a, uh, a watch guy, I guess, I guess, you know, growing up, but, uh, I certainly have become one. I even have a, like a, a watch 
uh, tan line on my wrist. Oh wow! Okay, so you are pretty pretty much a, a regular. <laughs> yeah. I, I I think that that's interesting because I've tried that with a with this Whoop band that I got. I tried it out. Yeah. And I cannot stand having something on my wrist. I hate it. I absolutely can't stand it for some reason. I've tried and I need to be better about it. But uh, my girlfriend, Emily, she is a, an avid watch wearer. And I'm always just like, you know what? I've just never, never done that. And so good, good for you for being able to wear things. But uh, Jeremy, what is a first world pleasure that you are very grateful for? Dude, uh, this is going to sound super nerdy, but it's my personal laptop. Mm, okay. Because uh, literally everything, my whole life is on that. And if I did not have it, my like half of my identity would just not exist. Like <laughs> the the Twitter Jeremy Machino or the the one that does all the baseball analysis would not exist without that. So I'm I'm very thankful that I have that in my life and I am able to utilize it in all of, all of my needs. Okay, so the personal laptop, very interesting. Yeah, isn't that so strange that our life is just absorbed into these pieces of equipment? Like we we oh, just yeah. we have to have them, otherwise we just don't feel like we can exist. Oh man, it's I don't know if it's good or bad or, or in between. Like, what's your guys' opinion on that? Just for a small side tangent, like the fact that we are so dependent on quote unquote our technology. I love it. It makes life so much easier, especially like uh, like a lot of the stuff I do where. I mean, baseball had been existed for hundreds or a hundred years before computers and everything uh, came around. And now within like literally the fast, past five years, we've taken computers into baseballs, high speed cameras, and we've changed, you can li- we've literally changed the fabric of baseball to the point where you can take a, a pretty low end MLB pitcher and you can, you can develop them into someone who is uh, worth a lot more money than what they were going into that really bad season. So it's it's a, literally changing careers now. People that can and can pick up a computer and can understand how to use it literally can change their careers. Mm, okay, so you're a very big advocate for it. Interesting. What do you think? Cole? Me, yeah, I I love it because of all the cool things that it can do. Right, it keeps me entertained more more often than not. Like that's the the general purpose I use it for. But I will say, and obviously I use my Apple Watch for a number of things, like I just said, but. I will say I do like to get away from technology when I can. I understand that in today's world, some of these things are a necessity and, and, you know, especially like in a pandemic where you work remotely and you have to do meetings via some sort of FaceTime, Skype, Zoom. Uh, like I understand the, the necessity and the need for it, but I love nothing more than getting away from technology at any chance that I can. Okay. Okay. I, uh, I had a unique experience today. Um, and I need to find another word. Uh, what's a synonym for unique? Cause I've used it like four times on this episode. Sorry for my state street residents that just ridicule my ability to <laughs> not, not use the same word over and over again. But, um, I was in the weight room and I saw a kid he was like probably, Oh, maybe 14 or so. Uh, and he, his, his squat form was, was not good. And so I walked over so to kind of like mine and, uh, <laughs> I walked over to him and I corrected him a little bit just to help him out. I don't want him to tear his knees when he gets older. And, uh, it just had occurred to me that the, the younger generations and I'm, it's funny, I'm only 25 saying this, but the, the younger generations, I fear that just natural conversation is a little bit of a lost art. Now, if you, if you're not on your phone or texting or sending pictures and whatnot, uh, I think he was very like, just startled that I was a random person that had just walked up to him to say, hi, my name's Nick. What's your name? Hey, I just wanted to point this out, you know, just to help you out you know, and that whole thing to me 
was was natural, but for him it was like a really strange experience. And I think it's because we've lost touch with that a little bit, just saying hi and, and you know, having to do small talk. See, they, they also said that about our generation too. So <laughs> I think it's I think it's just always gonna be said about the, the next generation at this point where, you know, everyone's someone's gonna say, Oh, you don't know how to communicate, whatever. But, you know, along along the lines of you're just you're gonna have to find those new ways to, to communicate like much younger people do now and that's how you will break through to them where you know maybe going up to someone in the gym would uh would be beneficial for for someone like me and cole whereas a, a younger guy would much rather possibly look at a video right and, that's true or like do like a, a video call and or something like that or a or a non-in-person assessment and and just talk through that stuff later later in the day so it's all about you know finding those those new ways that that people communicate and i think that's that's kind of where um, where we lose touch in the in the younger generations. I see it myself. I, I I refuse to get a TikTok, but everyone has TikTok, and and it's just how people communicate. It's another avenue for communication, expression, and everything. And it's a good way to put at it. At some point, you just have to hop on the train, or you get left behind. Yeah, that's true. I think as we've stated, there's value in both, and there's probably kids out there that would whoop my butt on putting a TikTok together. I mean, I just got Instagram for State Street, so I'm a little behind the coin there. But uh, no, it's just it's all all in an interesting perspective. But um, yeah, so appreciate that. So let's do this. Let's. Do, do you guys have anything else on on the era of of Thanksgiving? I'm good on my end. Okay, drum roll, please. So for our State Street residents, we are going to be interjecting a new segment called the roll the rolling of the dice game or roll the dice game. Uh, our effort, our goal, our intent here is to have six different categories in which we will quite literally roll a dice, uh, ask these questions to one another, uh, just so you guys get to know us a little bit better. Uh, that way, you know that we're still human beings, and uh, who knows, maybe Cole likes a certain type of ice cream uh, that you may like, or uh, Jeremy has a, a weird fetish for the way he, you know, uses his toothpaste. I mean, who knows? There's there's things all over the board here, but we're gonna really kind of get into that. So, for today's first episode, because of the holiday, uh, that is one of our categories. So, first is food and beverage, uh, travel, transportation, entertainment is another category. Sports holidays and then six is like a things that either annoy excite uh etc etc which will be fun to get into but today uh we had uh rolled the dice and we landed on five our holiday segment with thanksgiving and so my my first question to you guys is what is the the favorite your favorite pie like what is your favorite pie that you like have to have every single year um, so it's it's completely not related to Thanksgiving, and, and some people may may crucify crucify me for this because I do enjoy having it at Thanksgiving. But French silk pie, man, I I just I cannot get enough French silk pie in my life. I will, I will literally get it for every occasion: birthdays, holidays, just random days of the year. I I love French silk pie, and it's just one of my most favorite pies. So, what about the French silk pie do you love so much? Everything. Just the the chocolate mousse, the the whipped cream, the, the chocolate shavings, like the the crust. What what can you not like about this? This is literally the the, uh, the best pie you could possibly ever make in front of you for you to eat all of it. Oh, and yes, I will eat a whole French silk pie. That is so great. I did not know that about you, Jeremy. Is your absolute just 
passion for French silk pie. Does this ha- does this have to be? So then now let's take it one step further. So paint us a picture of the perfect setting. Is it a cold slice out of the refrigerator that you put hot chocolate sauce on, or what's what's your like go to oh, no, way no, to no, eat no. it? You just you go get your your very nice French silk pie. I know Perkins has some really good French silk pies, so we'll use a Perkins French silk pie. But there's there's other really good ones. And, and, and you just get it, you get it from Perkins, you just bring it straight home. First thing you do, you just throw it in the fridge for, for whatever your main dish, you, you have your main dish, French silk pie, is, is sitting there resting for later. You bring it out, you slice her up. Maybe you get a little ice cream too, like, Ooh, oh God, yeah. Okay. That is, <laughs> that is the, the French silk pie masterpiece right there. So you get the, you get that nice Perkins French silk pie, maybe, maybe even better. Maybe go Boston market French silk pie. Who knows? This is amazing. <laughs> but, but literally any like French silk pie warm. No, no, thank you. Okay. Right out of the fridge. Literally have it chilled. Maybe some ice cream, divvy it up. Half of the pie for me, half for everyone else. Eat it. Feel good. Life is good. Oh man, go. that's awesome. So is, is all French silk pie created equal? No, no, it is not. So is there, a, is there a specific place that you have to get this? There's, there's some like box French silk pies that taste like absolute garbage. Like there's just some of those generic French silk pies where you, <laughs> you can literally look at them in a, like a Sam's Club or a Costco and you're like, yeah, that will, that will not taste good. Like you have to get the, really what makes it is the crust. Mm. If you don't have a good crust, it's, it's just over. If it's super flaky, goodbye. If it's too moist, goodbye. If it tastes like chalk, goodbye. You have to find the perfect crust, and then everything else just kind of falls in line. Man, I uh, I know you're very passionate about baseball, but I've never seen somebody perk up so much in my whole life. And when we're <laughs> talking about your your French silk pie, that's awesome. I love French silk pie, um, dude. Very good. Well, I do have a follow up question. I'm going to ask you, but I'm going to go over to Cole and say that what is your favorite pie? Yeah. So I don't have the elaborate answer that Jeremy. I mean, that was <laughs> Nick. You're right. I mean, and and we lived with Jeremy right for like a year. I've never seen him like more passionate about anything except for like pie and baseball. That's <laughs> wild to see that side of him. And obviously people can't see that, but I'm telling you what, I'm over here dying. Um, and I, yeah, I've never experienced Jeremy like that, but um, I think my favorite pie is, and I'm going to get crucified for this. Jeremy thinks he's going to get crucified, but I'm going to get crucified for this big time is pecan pie. I feel like everybody hates pecan pie. It's completely slept on. Um, but I, I mean, I could eat it. I mean, I know traditionally like it's a fall thing uh, or maybe even a Christmas type of thing, but I could eat it literally any time of the year. I don't need ice cream. I don't need whipped cream. I don't need any topping. Just like big old slice of pecan pie. Okay. So what's, let's settle the dispute right now. Is it pecan pie or pecan pie? I say pecan. Oh, I say pecan pie. Pecan pie. Okay. I don't know. We'll have to see what the State Street residents think about that dispute. No, that's a good man. So how do you, if you had to paint that picture of a properly paired um, plate of pecan pie? So I like a firmer crust. Mm. I don't mind that. I think that's a good change up, but I love like the the caramel, like kind of like inside, like the filling, like it's kind of like a caramely, like nougat almost or not a nougat but like like a caramel like a like a jelly almost or like a caramel it's like, i think it's like i think it's caramel i think it's like caramel on the inside filling i'm not 100 percent sure so 
if you know people listening, call me out on that. Like, send me a DM, <laughs> send State Street a DM. Let me know exactly what it is, but because I love it, I could eat just that. Um, but like the the a firmer crust, like a firm crust, really make me work for it when I'm cutting the piece. I love it. And then uh, the inside. Um, and I can eat, like, I'll crush it at room temperature. So just room Ooh, temperature, don't okay. eat anything on it. Uh, <laughs> give me, but give me fresh pecans, like on top, you know, and, and we're solid. Like we're, that's, that's game on. That's awesome, man. Have you, uh, and then I'll ask you that question too, is all, is all pecan pie created equal? No, I think there's, I think there's hundreds of different ways to, to have it. I mean, that's why I love it without any topping. I think that's at it. I think that's pecan pie at its best. But obviously, I mean, if people want, if people want like, you know, a scoop of ice cream or uh, whipped cream on top, like more power to you. Yeah, um, fair enough. Okay. But yeah, pecan pie straight up. And that's, that's the way it go. Gotcha. So I'll, I'll, I'll throw this in here. I, uh, on Thanksgiving specifically in the holidays, I'll have my good old fashioned pumpkin pie. I am not a, a Zaza or a rah-rah guy when it comes to pie. I'm textbook, and you got to have a slice or a couple pumpkin pie slices on Thanksgiving or over Christmas. You take out just some good room temperature, fl- or uh, I about said fluffing, whipped cream that you apply next to this pie, and you consume that. Uh, now, my unique pie that I do is banana cream. I think banana cream is a standout pie. I think that uh, it's not created equal, but if you get the right combination, there's not many things in this world uh, that I appreciate more than a good slice of banana cream pie. Um, so the the parlayed question to this is, what flavor of pie would you like you despise people for even trying this flavor like to to you your brain does not conceptualize why someone would like that flavor of pie and you get mad at them actually for eating it in front of you that's a tough one man i like a lot of pie not gonna lie i I do like my pies (laughs) you're the pie guy okay i guess so um i'm not a big fan of cherries you know but if someone eats a cherry pie on me, I'm not going to be like, stop. But I'm also going to be like, I'm not going to eat that pie. So, I don't know. So you don't it's, have a, uh, a, a despised flavor? I, there's so many flavors, though. Like, So like, I'm going to interject here because yeah, I know exactly do. what I would have. Or what I despise. I don't despise it. I, you can't despise it. You can't despise pie at all. But. If there's a pie that I would like think twice about, like ah, maybe I don't want to eat this, it's rhubarb pie. Really, never had it before. Yeah, I would not expect you to say that. It's too, it, it's tart for me, man. Mm. And like, I love, I love lemon flavored things, right? So okay. I, like, anything lemon, I love it. But like rhubarb pie is kind of just another level, and I don't, I really just don't necessarily like the taste of rhubarb. Now, like, if you put a ton of ice cream on it, like, you know, I can <laughs> dilute I can the tartness. Like, yeah, I can obviously like suck it down, but rhubarb pie, I'm like, I'm kind of like, ah, do I really want to, do I really want this or is there something I want more? I see. Okay. Interesting. So for me, it is cherry pie. I don't know. Anyone that eats it is psychotic. They should be installed into an asylum for how crazy they are. Why would you even make that? First off, cherries are just a very disgusting fruit. I don't like them at all. I don't think that they have rights that strawberries and pineapple and some of these other great fruits do. And so when it's in pie form, I don't even want to see it. I don't want to be around it. And so here I have a funny story to, to share with this. So uh, I think I was in middle school and I was so 
in my mind, I was so convinced I was going to eat a raspberry pie. So convinced. I was like, it's kind of like the whole chocolate chip raisin thing, if you've ever had that happen to you. And so I took a monster bite of this, and it literally, I could feel the chunks of cherry in my mouth. And I took two bites, and it was the texture of it. It was the flavor, and I literally threw it, threw up and, and spit it in the in the trash can. And I just have no, I've had trust issues with cherries ever since that day. Um, so that's that's my that's my pie that I despise right there. But um, very good. So hopefully you guys enjoyed the the small segment and the new segment. We're gonna really get into some of the fun different topics of of conversation. But uh, we have an announcement on State Street. Uh, that this week we're actually going to hold off on bringing on a guest. Uh, we would like everyone to be with their family and take the time to show gratitude, show love, uh, and stuff their faces full of all pies except for cherry. And uh, hopefully, I'm, ho- <laughs> I'm hoping Jeremy gets his. And French silk pie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping you get your slice, but. Um, oh, I will. Thank you so much to the State Street re- uh, residents and have a very, very happy. Uh, Thanksgiving and until next time guys.